If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's what I mean. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome. There's a couple of things that I want to get to right off the bat and then I will get to the stories. The first thing is uh, I've got a lot of new subscribers and viewers to the channel and to the podcast. I, I appreciate you. Thank you all so much for checking me out and for and for hanging around. Um, I really love it. Thank you. Second thing is I am pretty sick this week and I don't want to do a whole video of me, you know, torturing you while I sound like this and uh, myself while I feel like this. So what I've done is I've, com I've uh, compiled the last several Glitch in the Matrix videos and I've put them into one video for you. So if you have been around the channel for a while or you're a hardcore listener, you may consider this revisiting some old favorites or if you're one of my brand new you know or more recent subscribers and viewers uh, well here's almost an hour of me reading glitch in the matrix stories that you hopefully haven't heard yet okay thank you here are the stories and i'll see you at the end all right so check this out in 2019 I went on one of the multiple trips I make a year to visit my dad out of state with my husband and our daughter. It's about seven hours from where I live. We had a great time for a few days. We pack up, we head home, all is well. The day after we got back, I went out to lunch with my cousin. At this lunch, I used my credit card, which was in my wallet, to pay for my portion of the bill. For what it's worth, I don't use my wallet often. I keep my debit card, my ID, and my husband's debit card in my phone case. It holds three cards, and those are the cards I need to keep with me. A few days later, I was going to make an online purchase on my credit card, and I couldn't find my wallet. It wasn't in my purse where it lives, it wasn't anywhere in my house or car, and it wasn't at work. I asked my cousin if maybe I'd left it in her car because I rode with her to lunch. She told me no. It's important to note that she remembers me having my wallet at lunch and using my credit card. Here's the glitch. About a month after I returned from my trip, my stepmom sends me a picture of my wallet that she found on her counter in a whole nother state. I flipped out. She hadn't noticed it before that day, which is weird. I know I used it for my lunch after my trip down there. My cousin saw me with my wallet. It gets deeper. 
the charge I put on my credit card that was in my wallet also disappeared. Gone. My cousin could find her charge on her card from that same lunch, but mine was gone. It wasn't on any other card, and I never carried cash. I'll never be over this, and it still blows my mind every time I think about it. I just discovered this subreddit and can finally find a space to tell what happened to me several years ago and maybe find an explanation. It happened in my last year of school. Me and my 20 classmates went on a trip to another city. It was a boat trip in which we would visit different islands located in a huge lake. It all started when one of the tour guides invited us to go up on the deck of the boat and take pictures of the lake. At that time, I was a teenager who was at a stage of not wanting to take pictures of myself, so I clearly remember that I had only taken pictures of my friends during the whole trip. So, following that logic, I stood in front of my friends and told them that I would take the photograph. My friends smiled at the camera with a huge lake in the background. In the camera frame, there was also a round mirror that was part of the ship. I took the photo, and before showing it to my friends, I wanted to see it myself. What I discovered in the photograph left me shocked, and for a few seconds, I felt like the world was paralyzed. I literally felt as if my brain was breaking, as if logic disappeared. I saw myself in the photograph. I was standing there, with my friends, smiling and looking at the camera. There was nothing strange about my face, everything looked very natural. The impact of seeing me there was such that, for a moment, I told myself that the logical thing was that I had photographed myself with my friends and had just forgotten. My friends went about their business, but I was so confused that I rechecked the photograph, and it was there that I noticed the reflection in the mirror. In the mirror, I could see my pants, and a part of my sweater reflected. I couldn't see my face because the camera flash covered it. But there I was, duplicated in the same photograph. You may wonder about the photo. I went into such a state of terror that I deleted it. I honestly could not live with that. What was that? I've never been able to give an explanation. Back around 2011, I saw the most unusual, glitchy display at the back of our 25-acre fallow field that was home to many wildfowl and deer. Real deer. I was doing the usual daily summertime chores on our chicken farm, cutting grass with a parade of 35 or more free-range chickens, some Easter eggers, bantams, and a lone bronze turkey tom named Ghoul Angel. We named him that because his gobble was deeper than any other gobble we'd ever heard. He was following my lawn tractor merrily from a safe distance, happily clucking, scratching, and cooing while scouring the freshly cut grass for maimed bugs or revealed worms. 
Every day required an hour of grass cutting since to cut all of the formal yard around the house, garage, barn, coop, and outbuildings took over nine hours. And why waste a perfectly good chicken parade as it always brought me smiles as they ate the bugs getting the best natural food possible. If you've never eaten a healthy chicken egg, you are seriously missing out on life's yumminess. Anywho, as I rounded the horseshoe-shaped driveway, looking south at the gorgeous view over the back swale out behind our big red barn to the southeast enjoying all the cotton ball clouds, I noticed a blurriness at the southeast field's back corner where it butted against a cornfield that led straight up into the base of the clouds. It was about 4 p.m. with 10 mile an hour gusts out of the west with no rain. A Maxfield Parish sky display as usual as Michigan has gorgeous sunsets. I photographed many a rainbow over that gently rolling field. Pulling over to the gravel to park, I stopped the engine and took off my safety glasses to clean them, but they were fine, just a bit dusty. Walking towards the corner where field met formal yard, I stared in slack-jawed, shocked disbelief at what I saw. Now, I'm no gamer at all because it's not my thing and I spent little time staring at TVs nor computer screens, but there it was, plain as day and bold as the chickens pecking nearby. The land, blue sky, and fluffy clouds were pixelating like a digital TV signal with a bad satellite feed. Squares as big as car hoods of white, gray, blue, green, and shades of brown, yellow, and beige from the dried field plants danced out of place from a chunk of our field ground to sky for about a 40-foot wide swath reaching into the clouds, not topping, but instead disappearing into the large cumulonimbus that crowned that remarkable glitchy but fantastic sight. The effect lasted about 15 incredible minutes as that part of our property and sky tuned its signal in better. No, unfortunately, I didn't have any digital camera available. Damn it. My greatest disappointment of a weird, glitchy, life tech experience I could not capture because personal tech limitations, but I recall the moment well, like instant replay. My mother was diagnosed with a terminal illness very suddenly. She went from working full-time as a nurse one day and unable to walk unassisted the next. It was a tragic shock for my entire family. In planning for her 24-7 care needs, my partner and I quickly decided to move us and our young children in with my parents to assist with the cleaning and the meals and the care, you know. Unfortunately, my mother ended up never leaving the hospital's care and she died one month after the diagnosis. We stayed living at my parents a few months after her passing as it was comforting for all of us to navigate a new normal together. Important to mention my mom was an incredible cook and baker and did most of the meal prep for my dad. He loved her talent in the kitchen. A few weeks after she passed, 
I was making dinner at my parents' home, and suddenly the entire kitchen smelt like apple pie. I actually checked the oven to see if I inadvertently left something in there. It was so intense like a candle had been lit, but there was no explanation. No pie, or even apples to be found. The delicious smell gave me the urge to make an apple pie, which was not something I would typically want to do during the work week, so I asked my partner to pick up some apples, and I found a recipe of my mother's, and I went to town. When my dad came home and discovered there was apple pie, he became emotional and told me that he had been craving apple pie that day and almost called my mom to request one. You know, when you automatically reach for your phone to call the person you are in communication with on a daily basis and that feeling of shock and sadness when you remember reality? That. It gives me the chills just thinking about it. And, yeah, the pie was delicious. Over the last few months, I've had multiple people ask me if I've been somewhere across Michigan, that's the state that I live in, all complete strangers. They ask if I've been in Mason, in Leslie, East Lansing, and so on. Well, the places have started to get more specific. Strangers coming into my place of work, claiming I was at their doctor's office, or their work, or stores across the entire state. I always brushed it off that I had some doppelganger out there until my friend called me. My friend said, who is this? I'm looking right at you, and you're not on your phone. My friend saw this other person. He said they looked just like me, and they were in the same car that I drive too. I don't know what to do. I'm not quite sure what to call it, but maybe someone can help me figure out what is going on. This happened three nights ago. We can't recall the time, but it was past 7.30. I was hanging out in my living room with my boyfriend, and I had just gotten a cup of ice cream from Sonic from the freezer. I was sitting down and expressed that I was cold, so he grabbed a blanket and covered me with it. As he was doing that, I leaned forward and tossed the plastic lid onto the table. We had just leaned back onto the couch when we suddenly heard a loud beep. It was about three seconds long. We both turned our heads to the right to try and figure out what it was. He was sitting to the right of me. This noise has never come out of our house before, and the only speaker in the house was in the opposite direction from where the sound came from. After about four seconds of looking at the chair, we looked at each other in the eyes and we said, What the fuck was that? I was still holding the cup of ice cream the entire time, and after about 20 seconds of trying to figure out what the noise was, I looked down at the cup in my hand. The lid was back on the cup. I told my boyfriend this, and he said he also saw me toss the lid onto the table. We're kind of freaked out about it, and more weird stuff has been happening lately. Let me know if you guys can help, or if you want to hear about the small differences we've noticed since. Has anyone ever seen a cloud glitch? It happened to me, and now I feel like this is all truly one big simulation. It kind of broke me, and I feel like I'm going crazy. 
It was as if, though I was looking at a broken phone, the cloud just kept spazzing. It caved in on the left side in a triangular shape, and you could see the outline of what seemed like a computer image not loading properly. It kept going crazy. The worst part about this, I was with three friends. I yelled at them and told them to look up at the cloud. They didn't listen to me. Three times, I told them to turn around and look up there. They were about 15 feet away from me, and it was as if I was speaking to them in a different language. When they finally decided to turn around, the cloud kind of just popped back into its normal form. And then they just made fun of me. They called me crazy. I was taking a long road trip with my wife and brother and his wife from Iowa to see our parents in California. I was running low on fuel and I didn't think I had enough gas to make it to the nearest major town, so I saw on my phone GPS that there was a gas station about nine miles out of the way. Upon driving there, we all got this uneasy feeling about the town and the drive seemed much longer than the nine miles the GPS said it was. When we finally got there, it was about 8 p.m. on a Friday night, yet it seemed like a ghost town. Most houses were dark. There was only one other car that we saw, and the gas station was closed, so we had to use our card. We all felt a deep unease in the pit of our stomachs and tried to pump the gas as fast as possible to get the hell out of there. We finally do, and the drive back seemed normal and much shorter than it was there, and our trip continued as usual. Later, we were telling our parents about the weird town and how it just felt soul-sucking. I went to show them on my GPS because it would show up in recent search history, but it was missing. I went to the general area on the map because I remembered where it was, and there wasn't any small towns at all not even a gas station for 30 miles in all directions. My conclusion is that my brother and our wives passed into a parallel universe somehow to where that town exists, and since it wasn't our Earth, explained the sense of dread overcoming our bodies. I'll preface this by saying I'm skeptical of a lot of these posts as fiction, or a mix-up, but not anymore. I always read about people losing time or gaining time, and it finally happened to me. I set my alarm in the morning for 6.45 every day. My wife usually wakes up early to get the kids food ready for school and just other daily morning things. Today, she walked in the room with the flashlight on her phone turned on to search for something, but didn't want to turn on the bedroom light because it would wake me up. Well. She accidentally shined the flashlight right in my eyes and she woke me up anyway. We kind of laugh at her goof up and I check on the time on my phone. It was 6.33 a.m. I told her, dang, you woke me up 10 minutes early, that sucks. And we both kind of just laughed about it. Well, I fell back asleep and when she left, I slept for a few minutes, but I was, I was kind of in and out, you know. My alarm hadn't gone off yet, so I roll over and check it again. It was now 6.29 a.m. I somehow gained a few minutes. Once I got out of the bed, I asked her what time she woke me up. She said it was around 6.33, and we both looked at the clock on the stove, and it said 6.34. We were both very confused because once she left, 
She said I fell back asleep for about 10 minutes. No idea how to explain it, but now I will take this sub much more seriously. Not sure if this is the right sub, but as the title says, for as far back as I can remember being able to go out places on my own, I rarely end up in a queue for coffee or food at the bank, the grocery store, for walk-in appointments. I would say nine and a half times out of 10, I'm served as soon as I'm ready. More so, there's usually a line of people behind me waiting to order who shuffled in right after me. I will not add on more than five minutes extra commute time if I decide to stop for coffee on my way out, because I expect I never have to wait. Rush hour, the busiest Tim Hortons in town, drive throughs doesn't matter. I live in a busy city, but this luck works everywhere I go. I thought this was the universal experience until I realized that my friends and my family and my coworkers cutting out 15 minutes commute for coffee and complaining frequently about how busy places are and how long they had to wait for. This might seem so minute, but it facilitates my life so much that on the odd times I find myself waiting in a line, I see it as a huge inconvenience. I'll come home and complain about it. My family and friends will ask me out to lunch or coffee or to do errands with them for the exact reason that they don't want to wait in line. And with me, they never do. It's become a known phenomena amongst my family and my friends. And they say I have line luck. <laughs> Perfect timing, good luck, some special ability. My character has a line bypass hack. So, I'm going to try and keep this short, but it's really been freaking me out. I recently traveled across the country, stayed for two weeks, and then I returned Sunday. I was visiting my boyfriend, and we had a very emotional departure. I always pay extra for window seats on planes. I love being able to watch out of them. I board the plane, and the window seat doesn't have a window. It's just the plane wall. I was aggravated, but I brushed it off. I was very emotional and ended up falling asleep on the plane. I woke up suddenly, had no idea what time it was, where I was in the sky, how much longer I had on the flight, or how long I had been asleep. I felt very wrong and like something was just, I don't know, incorrect. I almost felt scared and definitely confused. I land. I get picked up by a friend, and I stay at her house. Then I went home yesterday. As I walked into my house, I felt sort of out of place, but I chalked it up to me being gone for two weeks. Jet lag. I eventually went downstairs to my room, and I instantly felt that something was different. It didn't seem like it was my room. Almost like it was someone else's, and I was just in it. I was very emotional, very tired, and I just wanted to unload my bag, so I ignored it. And, you know, a few minutes later, I went to plug in my phone charger, and the outlet was in the wrong spot. I have my bathroom door and wall, then my nightstand, then my bed, then another outlet on the other side of my bed. I always complain about how plugging my charger up in that outlet bends the cord, 
as I have to pull it up on top of the nightstand to use it, as the other outlet has other things plugged into it. The nightstand is up against the wall, and my bed is up against the nightstand, and the other outlet perfectly lines up where it's right at the edge of the mattress. Now, the outlet is between the nightstand and my bed, up higher on the wall to where it's above the mattress and by the pillows. It's a good three or four inches to the left. I know it's moved. I've even pulled up pictures and videos that I've had of my room in them, and the outlet isn't visible in them. It was behind the nightstand. I live alone, so it's not a matter of my furniture being moved and everything else in the exact same spot it's always been. I have no explanation for it, and it's bugging me. Could I have slipped into another dimension or reality? Am I going crazy, or is there somehow a logical explanation for this? Alright, so check this out. This happened just a couple of days ago, and I'm still kind of weirded out by this. So, I go to the local thrift stores at least once a week or so to look for new reading material, and getting a good deal on them is always a plus since I read so much. I've gone to this specific store for around a year or so, and while they never had a great selection, I picked up around seven books in total. I went there a few days ago to peruse, and to my disappointment, the book section was gone completely and replaced by a clothing section. I was sad, of course, since this location is a stone's throw away, but I get that paper books aren't as popular anymore and probably don't turn a huge profit with low volume. There was an associate nearby stocking the shelves, and I asked them about the books. Their response? We've never had a book section at this location. I thought that was an odd response, since I know I'd purchased books there before, but I didn't recognize that worker, so I thought maybe they just might be new. After that, I found a few items that I liked and went to the register. While I was checking out, I asked the cashier about the book section, and I got basically the same response. I don't remember having a book section here. You must be thinking of somewhere else. I then asked how long they worked there. Cashier said she'd been there for three years. I've gone here in the past year and I know I've bought books here, so logically, I was flabbergasted. But I brushed it off. I checked out and then I left. After this, I checked on Google for that store and none of the customer pictures have a book section in them. The pictures from the thrift store itself show the outside and the main entrance. The books were usually kept in the far corner, and from what I can tell in their pixelated pictures, it does seem like the taller bookshelves were there, but I'm not 100% sure on it. I don't keep any receipts for small stuff like this, but I still have the books, and I specifically remember being in that store buying those books, which is why I'm still so confused about it. had an odd one happen last night. I was on my way home after dropping my brother off at his house. The road I take home is heavily forested and dark, but fairly populated by houses and the occasional business, so it wasn't a long stretch of seemingly abandoned road. 
At one point, there was a car just suddenly behind me. I could see the past two miles of road behind me, and at that point, there were no turns or driveways, and this car is just suddenly there. I chalked it up to me not noticing it get there, and I kept going. The damn thing followed me, nearly number to number almost the whole way, so close that its headlights kept disappearing. I sped up a bit, and it kept pace, so I assumed it was just some asshole. Eventually, I sped up a bit, and it kept pace, so I assumed it was just some jerk. Eventually, I turned off to a small road that goes under a train bridge, with the car following just as closely as it had been. I swear to whatever is holy, as soon as I went under that bridge, that car disappeared. There are no turns there, and it's a one-lane road under the bridge. One moment it was there, and the next, it was gone. I've stalked this page for quite some time, and I read a lot of stories that are just wild. I think I had my first glitch happen last night, and I'm not too sure what to make of it. Just for information's sake, I'm 26, and my brother is 24. I've been staying at my dad's for a couple weeks because he had a heart procedure done, and I wanted to make sure he recovered fully and just wanted to be here in case anything else happened. There's been lots of unexplainable events that have happened in this house, as it's the house that I lived in for 21 years. And here's how it went down. I was in the kitchen with my brother, who I'll call T. T and I were making something to eat, and I had left the water running in the sink, something that drives my dad nuts. So as I leave the sink and walk into the living room, I see my dad sitting in his recliner with his usual attire, which is sweatpants and a hoodie, along with his Tottenham robe on, watching television. I mean, I literally was in inches of him, and I looked right at him. I walked back into the kitchen, and T says, you should probably turn the water off before Dad hears it and yells at you. And I responded, what do you mean if he hears me? He's sitting right in the living room, and he would have said something by now. So... We both went back into the living room and the recliner is empty and my dad is nowhere to be found. I'm completely confused. I was within inches of him. I looked right at him. Dad then proceeded to walk down the stairs and asked me and T what we were talking about. I told him that I just saw him sitting in his recliner with his robe on and he says, I haven't had my robe on for a couple hours. My jaw could have bounced off the floor. I'm not sure what really happened, but I can say that it has my head spinning a day later. I've never experienced anything like this before. It was so surreal. Somebody, please, tell me I'm not crazy. I'm not sure if this goes here, but it's worth a shot. I had a day at work three years ago that I still can't explain. At the time, I was in marketing for a financial institution. I would show up at about 7.30 or 8, take lunch around noon or 1, and leave between 4 and 4.30. Very consistent. The work was interesting enough, and I genuinely liked the job. 
My typical day would be spent on calls, working, talking to co-workers, bathroom breaks. You get it. Overall, very normal. I'll also add that I am perfectly healthy. I'm in my early 30s and a female. In other words, it's not like this was a job I hated or I have any medical issues that would cause this. This is important for later. Okay, so one day starts like the other. I get to work at 7.30, I grab a coffee, I sit down to log in, and blank. The world goes blank. Not dark, just blank. The next thing I know, it's 4.30 p.m. I feel off, confused, like I'm not fully in my body, which is super weird, but this is as accurate as I can explain it. It's almost as if I snapped out of a trance or a long nap, and the whole world feels off. The colors are weird and orange, and the general office sounds seem metallic or something. I had to check my computer's clock, my watch, my phone, (laughs) etc., to confirm that it was, in fact, 4.30 p.m. I couldn't believe it. I had literally lost the entire day. The light continues to have a weird orange hue, almost like when you come out of a cave. I ask my coworker if I've been working all day, and she says, Of course. You also went to lunch. I drove home in a daze, feeling like I woke up from a long nap. I just felt... off. And I couldn't remember anything I did that day. The thing is, I still don't remember any of it. Even now, all these years later... I cannot account for those hours. Apparently, I took calls, I turned in work, went to lunch, and so on, but I have no recollection. I don't know. Who knows what happened? I'm a sales manager at a very well-known auto parts store. Our store is kind of on the smaller side, so we typically only have two people working at a time. We sometimes order parts directly from our vendors for customers if they're for rare or classic cars, and thus something that we don't regularly stock. When the parts come in, we call the customer to let them know that they're ready for pickup. Today, we received a call from one of our regulars. I answer, and he says, Hey, I just missed two calls back-to-back from you guys. Are my parts in? I let him know that we haven't received our truck yet, and neither me or my coworker have made a call all day. I even check the recent calls and verify that no outgoing calls have been made since yesterday evening. He informs me that he's on his cell phone and looking at the two missed calls in his log as we speak. We talk about how weird that is and then we hang up within five minutes his parts show up and i go to call him back and after the first ring i accidentally end the call i immediately hit redial and as soon as the phone begins to ring it dawns on me that i've just called him twice back to back he didn't answer and i'm still wondering what happened
I recently discovered this subreddit and have been compelled to finally write down my own glitch. This happened about 12 years ago when myself and three friends went skiing together in our late teens. We were actually snowboarders and at a reasonably advanced level for our age. There was a school ski trip going to the same area as us, but being slightly more advanced than most of the school, and as we were in sixth form and all legal adults in the eyes of the law, we decided to go to the same resort at the same time, but independent from the school. The teachers weren't happy as they essentially had no control over us on the trip, so we could stay out drinking or go off exploring by ourselves and not have them to answer to. We had been out boarding for the day when the school party made the decision to go home due to reports of a storm on the way. The storm turned out to be not so bad, so we decided to persevere. We had picked a point on the map that we were trying to reach, somewhere high if I remember correctly, but eventually the weather started getting the better of us and we were stuck in the middle of a whiteout. For those of you that haven't skied in a whiteout, it's essentially blizzard conditions where you can hardly see your hand in front of your face. Not ideal for snowboarding, to say the least. I remember the four of us had gotten off of a frozen chairlift and boarded down a little ridge where a signpost was directing us to all the nearest available pieces. I can't remember which one of us made the decision, but we somehow ended up ignoring the signs that would have taken us down the side of the mountain we all knew, and instead took a different route down the other side of the mountain. This is where it gets weird. The piste wasn't a very well-maintained one, no markers near the edge, and it was very narrow, so we had to go two at a time. It wasn't even part of the color-coded piste system, which was blue for easy, red for intermediate, and black for advanced. Not long after we set off, the blizzard conditions stopped. And that wasn't the strangest part. Weather on the mountains can be unpredictable, to say the least. But then the snow started to run out. I've been skiing many times, and there's always been a few occasions where the snow gets a bit thin. But I mean that the snow literally just stopped, forcing us to take off our forcing us to take off our boards and walk the rest of the way. So we walked and we walked down this rocky mountain path with no other skiers in sight for what felt like hours until we eventually reached the bottom where we found ourselves in a small mountain village that we'd never been to before. I had visited this resort a number of times with family and friends but have never seen or heard of this village. There were no ski lifts in sight, no signage for the resort, just a small, quiet, and slightly run-down village. Realizing we were a bit stuck, and with nobody that keen on walking back up the mountain we'd just come down, we decided to ask for directions. There was nobody about in this village at all. It was like a ghost town. We knocked on doors, we looked in gardens, but there was nobody. We were about to give up and make the decision to walk back the way we came when a pub that had been previously empty suddenly wasn't. It was like the customers had just come out of thin air. We sat outside drinking beer on a small decking area. 
None of them were wearing any kind of ski gear, and they all looked at us strangely, like we were the odd ones for carrying boards and ski jackets with us. One of our group asked them for directions, but they only spoke French, and the longer we stayed, the more freaked out we were by how hostile they seemed towards us. Not in an aggressive way, they were just clearly quite disgruntled at our presence in their village. My friend asked if we could buy a drink, but we were met with a curt none. Eventually, one of the old men outside the pub pointed towards a bus stop on the edge of the little village and we all trudged over. A little pissed off at their lack of hospitality, but conscious that if we didn't move quickly, we might miss the last lift back. Eventually, a bus did arrive. There was a free mountain shuttle bus that would pick you up and take you to the different places on the resort. We got on without thinking much of it, just keen not to waste the rest of the day skiing. I do remember noticing that as soon as we left the town, the blizzard was back in full force. We had all taken our jackets off in the strange little town, but things got colder again as soon as we left. It was only when we met up with the teachers and the other students from the school that we realized how bizarre the whole situation was. They naturally didn't believe us, especially when we couldn't even point out the route that we had taken or the village on any of the piste maps. The school had hired French ski guides for the beginner-level students, and even they didn't know where we'd been either. The next day, we retraced our route, and for the life of us, we couldn't find the same mountain path or the signpost pointing towards it. It was like it had just vanished. We came back up on the same chairlift that we'd all been freezing our nuts off on the day before, skied down the same little ridge, but we couldn't find the route we'd taken only the day before. To try and prove that I wasn't going mad, I even rode the shuttle bus its entire route at the end of the day to try and prove that this village existed. But the bus didn't stop there. As far as we can all tell, or unless we all got our bearings completely wrong, the village had either vanished or it was never even there to begin with. Reading through this sub has reminded me of the one true glitch experience that I can recall. Back when I was in college, in 1997, a buddy and I took a road trip from Chicago to Washington, D.C. for a rally at the mall. After the rally, we were wandering around downtown D.C. after dark when we came upon a homeless guy. He was an African-American dude, bearded, maybe in his 40s. We were just about to get dinner at a nearby McDonald's, so we invited him to join us and we bought him a meal. My friend also gave him his shoes because the guy was barefoot and my friend was just weirdly generous like that. He didn't say much at all the whole time and understandably seemed sort of nervous to be in there with us. After we finished, we all got up to leave. The man was maybe a step or two ahead of my friend, and I was in the rear. I paused, very, very briefly, to throw out our trash in the bin near the door, and then I followed them out. But when we stepped outside, the man had just vanished. 
nowhere to be seen. Again, my friend and I had gone out the door only a second or two after him, and the door and the whole front of the building was glass, so we mostly likely would have seen the guy if he had taken off at a sprint or something. Mystified by his sudden disappearance, we did look up and down the street in both directions for a bit, but there were no alleyways, no turnoffs, or any open doors that he could have ducked into anywhere near the McDonald's. It was late, and the street was mostly deserted, so there were also no parked cars that he could have hidden behind, or any car or pedestrian traffic to get lost in. He was just gone. I can understand why he might have been suspicious of our intentions and want to get away from us quickly, but I still can't figure out how he managed to disappear so suddenly. At the time, my friend and I were very religious, so we hypothesized that he might have been an angel, though an angel stealing a meal that had been intended for an actual homeless person seems a bit out of character. I'm not that kind of religious anymore, so now I really don't know. Maybe as someone presumably very familiar with the city, he just knew of a convenient hiding spot right outside the restaurant door that we somehow overlooked. Or maybe he just glitched into some other dimension. We have no idea. There's a tiny bit of background to this story. I moved into a new house in a mountain town in Colorado with three other roommates, and we've been living there for about eight months now. The story starts about a week ago, with all of my roommates being out of town. One of them had a funeral to go to in Montana, one left for Cali for his 21st birthday, and one was working at a stay-away summer camp. I get home from work, and the first thing I notice is that there's a quarter-sized dent caved into the window with a tiny BB-sized hole going through it. I immediately get nervous because our living situation has been a little tense at times with the two girls, and I knew that since I was the only one home, they would blame me for the hole in the window, even though I knew I didn't do it. I wanted so badly for the hole not to even be there because I just knew somehow... I would have to pay for the window out of my security deposit. So, for about two hours, I was just stressing out about the whole thing, trying to figure it out and how it got there. And when I was doing some Google research on pictures of random holes appearing in windows, it matched perfectly with a BB gun hole. I decided to text my three roommates about the hole since... I figured I could throw the blame off my shoulders since they know I don't have a BB gun at the house. I sent them all a video of the hole, and I asked if they had seen it before, and that it looks to me like someone shot a BB gun through our house. The girl roommate answered first, and told me to call the cops and our landlord right away, and that she thinks someone's messing with the house. Partially, because right before she left on her trip, her suitcase got stolen right by her car after she set it down and went inside to go get her keys. My other roommate also responded saying he's never seen the hole and that that's super strange. I decided to call my landlord and explain the situation. 
I really didn't want to get blamed for the hole or for her to see it before I got to tell her about it. Now, this is where the story gets interesting. When I called the landlord, I explained to her about the suitcase stealing and how someone could have been coming back to rob our house, noticed that the doors were locked, got mad, and then shot a BB gun through our window. She cut me off and said, Oh yeah, you mean the hole by the window that faces the apartments. And that's exactly where it was. She said, Oh yeah, that's been there since before you guys moved in. Hmm. I quickly apologized. And I told her that I felt dumb for never noticing it before, but something still felt very off to me. The first thing I noticed when I walked in from work was the hole in the window, and I surely would have noticed it before. All three of my roommates also told me multiple times that they've never seen the hole once since we moved in. So I believe this to either be a glitch or maybe a possible jump to a different reality because of how badly I didn't want to get blamed for it. Hey, look at us. We made it all the way to the very end. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me for, for this long. Um, I'll be back next week, a lot less sick, hopefully, um, <laughs> with some true paranormal stories. Uh, I can't wait to, sh you know, to read those for you. Uh, cool. Well, until then, be cool. See you next week. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Be enchanted this holiday season at Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights. Gather your friends, family, or that special someone and enjoy a leisurely half-mile walk along an elegant paved garden trail aglow with countless sparkling lights and see Vienna's Meadowlark Botanical Gardens as you've never seen it before. Sparkling. Your holiday season starts now. Don't wait any longer because capacity is limited. Reserve tickets today and be enchanted this holiday season at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com.